Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Kinky Conversations podcast, where consent is king, pleasure is queen, and exploration of sexual expression is the name of the game. And now for your host, the delicious Zachary Phillips. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Kiki. She's an executive assistant and mindset coach who's into travel, cuisine, wine, wonder, and living an unapologetic life. She shares her experiences of making love in a cave off the Greek islands, on the beach, as well as in a crowded bus. Tips for successful outdoor play. The pros and cons of long-term lovers versus one-night stands. Bespoke picture play, nude beaches, as well as the exciting impact of a shared sexy secret. We also discuss mindset, meditation, the benefits of self-awareness and introspection, and gratitude practices, both for in the bedroom, as well as for life in general. I had a great time chatting with Kiki, and I know you'll enjoy it too. And remember, stick around to the end of the episode, and I'll play you another piece from the book, Kink, Volume 1. Kiki also is the person who does the introduction, so I'm super glad that I was finally able to get her onto the podcast. And without further ado, here she is. We find is I'll um, end up cutting it and uh, working out the um, best intro depending on, you know, when we get into something interesting. Usually it happens straight away, but, you know, sometimes you have to sort of uh, do a little bit of the, um, the the podcast foreplay, so to speak, before people get really into the, uh, into the groove of... I get it. <laughs> I get it. You're the, you're the master at this. I understand it's a fine art, so all good. I... <laughs> I most, I most certainly am not. I um, what's this? Maybe my ninth, tenth interview. I don't know. That's that's pretty that's good though. Of, it's going going all right. Yeah. Um, people are loving the the introduction. Um, lots of um. So for those that don't know, um, how, how, how are we going to use your pseudonym slash name? How do we pronounce it? Kiki. Yeah, Kiki. Kiki. Perfect. Kiki. Kiki uh, voices the um, sultry introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to do a Do you want to do a live welcome to the Kinky Conversations podcast? Welcome to the Kinky Conversations podcast. Ooh, there we go. You added um the thing that sold. It's like not just the voice, but it was the the delicious Zachary <laughs> Phillips. That um, like I got a few people to um to to sort of like send in theirs, and they all just followed the script. And it sounds great, but then your one's like, you had the voice, and you added the delicious, and I'm like, yeah, I am. I feel a bit delicious. I've got a <laughs> I'm so glad that you loved it. Yeah, no, I mean, it just, it makes it, the delicious is the best part, so. Well, that that's exactly it. That's all we're, that's what we're going for. Um, so yeah, thank you for jumping on board. Thank you for the introduction. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's get into it. What do you think? Let's go. Ready to go. Let's Sorry, I know I realized it. it looks like I'm naked, but I promise I'm wearing clothes. Well, well. Look, the audience can envision you however they like because it's only audio. So <laughs> it's only that it's only I'm the I'm the only one's gonna be gonna be seeing what's going on here. So Amazing. look, yes, you're um you can you're totally topless. We're uh doing a topless interview, both of us are um just totally nude. Let's uh it can let's be, get into well, it. I was gonna um, say it can be our kinky little secret, but you know, we can let the audience in on it. Oh, for sure, for sure. Okay, so I typically like to ask um my my sort of default starting off question is, have you ever fulfilled a true fantasy and was it all that you expected? 
and we can sort of bounce from there. I've got your um, little uh, introduction that I want to sort of go into stuff. But yeah, have you ever fulfilled a true fantasy and was it all that you expected? Oh, I've fulfilled many fantasies. So that's a really, Ooh. that's a very uh, hard one to call. It's like when, yeah, uh, I'd probably say quite recently, actually. So I met up with my lover in Crete, in Greece. I'm traveling at the moment. Uh, and my Swiss lover, and we made love in a cave with, like, this blue grotto with kind of, like, how do I even explain it? Shiny blue diamond-like water, and it was just this little cave off the beach, totally the middle of the day when everyone was there. Uh, (laughs) I like that, so (laughs) it worked out well. And it was all that I anticipated and expected. It was more than, so... Was, oh, really? Yeah, it was really good. Um, not as long as we'd like it to be because people were very close, <laughs> but it was good, yeah. We'll, we'll dive into the um, the uh, the outdoor play and all of that sort of stuff, but I, I just want to highlight that I think you're the first person to uh, affirm the positive that, yes, you did fulfill a fantasy that, and it was all that you expected. A lot of people are like finding that they're building up these situations in their mind and when, when it comes to um, living them, the fantasy – doesn't take place in reality and and maybe you know maybe the fact that you know you would like to it have been longer because of the people are there yeah. sort of accounts to that it's like it's like it's like you know when you watch like um you know like movie sex and it's just it's like obviously it's choreographed but it's like there's no goop there's no like random <laughs> noises you don't fall off the bed it's 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 perfect right and that sort of fuels our fantasies and then our fantasies become impossible to fill right I think that the perfect uh, the imperfect is perfect though like I think that's kind of the fun of the moment the goopiness and the excitingness and having a <laughs> laugh during you know play but I think it helped certainly helped that we're well rehearsed lovers so you know it was very much like we tried to get in and get out we know each other's spots we know each other's kind of um sexual desires so that worked really well but yeah the people coming in I mean it would have been lovely to have been longer but also it was like middle of the day so there's lots of not just adults swimming around but it was a nude beach so I do preface it with that <laughs> well nude beach just just allows for an ease of access no. right like if you're going to do something outside you've got to dress the part you know like if you're going to catch up with someone outside wear a dress so you can pull the underpants to the side like the guy should wear like pants with a zipper like the come prepared <laughs> come to prepared perform, I like you know, how and, <laughs> easy access all the way like know what you're turning up for right if it's a pre-planned catch up with a lover in some any situation whether it be in a cave in Greece or just your local park whatever you know like we don't we're not all blessed to you know catch up with our was it french french lover this lover Swiss lo- so we're not all blessed to catch up with our Swiss lovers in um on a Greek island. <laughs> it can be just as um, amazing okay. anywhere though. Honestly, it's about the vibe. I fully it's agree. It's about the vibe. It's about vibe. what you bring to it. And I just think so many people underestimate that, you know. I often get a lot of questions around how are you so confident and how do you do I just think you just gotta know your source, right? You just gotta know like that you have your own certain how would I say, uh, magic to you and just embrace it, whatever that looks like. Like I'm a completely curvy woman. Um, There's so many things about me that I embrace and I think the more that you love yourself is the more that you can mirror that onto your sexual escapades. And, yeah, I'd highly recommend anyone just get in touch with yourself first. I think that's the most important part. And then anywhere that you are going to have some kind of outdoors adventure is going to be amazing because you're not worried, you're not – and it speaks and translates to all sort of sexual escapades. So, you know, who wants to have sex with the lights off? That's not what this podcast is about, right? <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. No judgments. You can do whatever you, you like. Can. If you want to have sex with the lights on, lights off, in a, in a cave in Greece, you just just I accept everything. <laughs> the, the main caveat is, is <laughs> legal, consensual, informed, enthusiastic, legal consent. We're golden. Like that's that's it. And legal's the iffy one because it depends on where you know where you're playing, right? Mm-hmm. Like some places are. What's legal is it? But you know, informed, enthusiastic consent with a fellow adult. We're good. Exactly. Um, consent is king. <laughs> <laughs> consent is king. Um, pleasure is cool. Um, oh, this is going to get bad. Um, <laughs> um, I like what you said, this idea of um, almost like just like a self-knowledge applying through sexuality and obviously into life as well. I'm, I'm noticing that there's a, the more people I talk to, there's direct parallels between sex and life. You know, if you're, if you understand yourself well in real life, like, you know, you can make better job choices, you can make better life choices, you can make better romantic choices, you can make better sexual choices. Like it makes sense that there's this sort of sexual health is almost mental health. I'm like, I'm sort of talking with most of my guests and there's this direct link between like BDSM and mental health as a way of connecting and sex and, you know, and, and, you know, just it's logical, but it's sort of surprising as well to me that it's that that it keeps coming back. Every guest is like, yeah, like, you know, find yourself, discover yourself or, you know, find yourself through sex, which is another interesting factor. 100%. And I think it's all a delicious, to use that word again, rich tapestry, you know, I think, I think that you, the more that you know yourself and the more, whether it's in a mental health state, whether it's in a sexual way, the more that somebody else is going to mirror that back to you and be able to, uh, keep up with you or, you know what I mean, go on that journey with you. And it is always evolving, right? So we evolve as people, we evolve as what we like mm. sexually, what we are like in our mental health state. And I think it's just honestly, authentically embracing every uh, stage, facet, shade of your life. You know what I mean? Like then that way, 100%. yeah, then the rest can just flow and just be easy on yourself. You know what I mean? Sometimes, yeah, we'll have sexual experiences, mental health experiences that aren't so great. And I think it's just, there's so much, uh, what's the word? There's so much beautiful, um, awakening in being able to be honest with that and with yourself and with a partner. Mm. So I think it's super important to be able to have that open conversation depending on what the day is and the flavor is that you're feeling. And, you know, we're not all porn star machines that, (laughs) you know, have like this perfect sex all the time. That's just the reality of it. And I think actually a lot of people's kinks that I've found are the opposite. Do you know what I mean? So I think just play on the field that you – you desire to at the time be open and honest and just embrace whatever that looks like for you on any given day. I like that. I like that. Um, what would be uh, enlightenment through sex? We can, uh, I feel like there's some been some dodgy religions going down that path, but we can make it work. It's, you know, as long as, long as you're not, as long as you're encouraging it from afar and you're not doing it with the people and it's, yeah, we'll, we'll get exactly. <laughs> no, I, 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 I do um, I do fully appreciate that. The more you know yourself and how you are in the moment and your partner, the open honest communication. I think you said um you you had the benefit of being, you know, experienced partners together or like you know, you you have a history. Mm-hmm. Um and that really does help. Like there's I think think on the fantasy topic, there's this fantasy of like, you know, having this sort of like transient experience with a beautiful stranger that's like, you know, lovely. It it just it doesn't I don't see the see it practically being being able to happen whereas you can get this like i mean it can, obviously it can and does happen but to be able to let it takes a special person to be able to let loose totally and fully be vulnerable with a complete stranger exactly. but more people can be degrees of vulnerability 
far, far, far more with people that you've, you know, played with before because you've, you know, you're going down that step and that stage is you trust these people, right? Yeah. That, does that sort of Yeah, gel? absolutely. Absolutely does. And I think because that's what you were touching on before around the, you know, these adventures aren't so great when they seem great. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, this person I don't know. And I'm all for one night stands. And like you said, everything is welcome here. Um, and they have their different vibe. Like they have their different excitement. But, yeah, it's never going to be like this. I think you're you're only discovering each other. Usually a lot of people drink when they have one night stands too, so that sort of changes the dynamic a bit. So, yeah, I think mm. obviously well-rehearsed lovers and people that you kind of have that comfort level with immediately are always going to be, I believe, in my experience, more amazing. And I've done the one night stands, like I've had that side of it too, but I sort of shifted away from it a few years back because it wasn't as fulfilling. as like you said in the beginning, right? Like you see like it's this mm. amazing perfect picture of yeah this sexy stranger and it is but mm. it's yeah very rarely like the you know the entire package that you're looking for in that aspect in a sexual experience tell me if your experience of one night stands fits this right um another guest on the podcast previously was talking about it and it sort of brought it back to me now this one night stands feel selfish in the sense that if you know you're not going to see this person again you've got less interest need desire like 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 to to satisfy them to make them their night great whereas with an ongoing lover with someone that you've experienced with you know you've got this sort of um you're motivated you're you're there's 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 a there's a direct need to make sure that they're having a good time and them you whereas a one night stand it's sort of like you're both coming to this place just to get off effectively or get get something from that you know and it might it might be you know to orgasm or it might be to be able to say i've slept with this person or done this act or you know whatever whatever you're getting from that one night stand is but it seems more selfish does that yeah i do i definitely think that in an aspect and it's it's for sure dependent on the person that you're choosing or that you end up having that one night stand with and we're talking like completely you know what i mean new partners and i mean lots of Mm. people do this on dating sites and stuff now so i think it's becoming a bit more prevalent um but the old traditional i guess if you will way of just meeting someone in a bar absolutely i think but you're both sort of coming to it with that same energy right so you're both like it's more mm. so about that shared one night experience that's, you know, going to be what it's going to be, but it can surprise you too. Like I've had ones that have completely surprised me, but I do understand the selfishness of like when you're with an existing partner, you kind of, you also have that relaxed side of it too, where you know each other so well, you know, it's, it's that expected kind of intimacy. And yet you're trying to obviously make your partner have a good time as well as yourself. And I think it can build and you can have, incredible experiences from there but with that one night there is something about that sort of rawness of just coming together and just knowing it's going to be for one night I think I you know I completely have a lot of friends who uh they go into one night stands expecting them to be relationships and I think that's kind of dangerous too you know what I mean like you gotta know what you're there for and it's just like I remember I used to live with this girl, bless her heart. I loved her so much. And every time we would have like a one night stand and I'd have one night stand with my guy and it would be amazing. Um, and we lived in the same, same share house. And then I'd be like, yeah, see you in the morning. And then like, he'd, you know, go and it'd be awesome. And she would be there crying after going like, why didn't you stay for breakfast? No. Why didn't you do this? I'm like, no, hon, that's you doing it all wrong. <laughs> She's like, how come girls uh-huh. always end up calling and stuff? I'm like, cause I'm not trying to make a relationship out of it. Like it is what it is. And it's, 
it's amazing for the experience that it is, but I think you have to go into it with no expectations. And then if I think the universe surprises you, then that's even more exciting. I like I like that a lot. Go into it with no expectations and see what comes. And then no 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 um no expectations and you just you're not building it up to be more than what it is. And you know, f- from the other perspective, right? There is something to be said about the novelty of new, right? Someone someone or something that is new it gives you something. Maybe it's like a like a genetic biological thing, right? It's like I don't know, maybe from a girl's perspective as well, but from a guy's perspective, you know, evolutionarily, it's like spread your seed, motherfucker, <laughs> like get as many people pregnant as possible. <laughs> you know, because so it's like it's like it's true, like, though, like, it like in all honesty, like you can think about like I don't know, like the hottest, most famous people you know are cheating on each other, right? And like us, us mere mortals look at them and go, "Fuck!" I'll, like what I would do, <laughs> but you you become used to people so it makes sense that there's this appeal of the new and then and then the other side of thing that I was thinking about with with this one night stand situation as well is like there there is a freedom because you don't you're not going to see this person again most likely you you can unleash this animalistic like you can you can you got you're free to like there's there's no it's like okay I'm not going to see this person again right we are we are going primal exactly. you know <laughs> and there's a really hot kind of uh vibe to that right like you can just completely unleash whatever you want to unleash and then you know you're walking away after that one night so i think that yeah no expectations you, you don't have to look <laughs> at that in the mirror again <laughs> it's like i did i did i did things i never thought i would do but since you're not in my life you're literally in another country <laughs> you know yeah. we're flying out the next day we're golden exactly we're golden we've got our sexy little <laughs> secret and I think, you know, look, all of my one night stands almost have turned into like casuals or lovers afterwards. And I think that's genuinely why I think it's that we go into it with the same mentality. They can, it's, I'm such a big believer in spirituality and energy and energy is such a big thing. So for instance, with my housemate that I used to have, you know, that kind of, um, desperation just comes off so clearly. It doesn't matter what you do. You've already like, you know what I mean? People aren't going to be, yeah, feeling into that. Like, so don't go into it being like, oh, this is my only chance or this is whatever. Just honestly go into it. Be raw, be real, be yourself. Explore those demons and anything that you want to unleash and just enjoy the fuck out of it for what it is. There's this cliche of like girls liking asshole mm-hmm. guys, right? Um, and, and vice versa. But I think it's mis it's mislabeled or it's misnamed um, or it's an, a misassociation from people outside that situation looking in. And what I think it is is that people, not just girls, but because like guys are like this too, people are attracted to non-needy people, right? If if I see someone and like this is happening to me more and more online as my following grows, like I'm at like twelve thousand followers now, and people are like already and i can see the future that's coming on when you know the more this grows and it's like and it's like people try to like weasel in and sort of get stuff from you and i'm like i'm no one like you know i'm no one but it's like they're needy right and you can feel that it's like they either want me to promote them they want something for like and like you know and it's an analogy to, to to sex and sexuality but i've had girls and guys crack on to me and you know, the ones that are doing it in a way that is desperate and needy, it comes across as pathetic. It comes across as just revolting or like, I'm like, like, I just just like have some self-respect. Like, I don't know. It's like, it's like, I'm not all that. Like, it's like, you're, you're saying to me that I'm like X, Y, Z and, you know, and I've seen guys do it to girls. She's perfect. She's amazing. She like, 
she doesn't think that she's that, but she thinks badly of you now. That you, do you sort of see where I'm coming yeah, from absolutely. here? Absolutely, and you feel if, it. If you you come- feel that energy a mile away, whether it's even in an established relationship, oh. right? There's always, I think, a switch or a dynamic between that not neediness, but you know, being into the relationship as such. And obviously, all different colors of relationships are different. The poly relationships are different to you know just traditional kind of so. But, yeah, absolutely. And I think you are someone. You've got an amazing amount of followers. But, yeah, be on a marketing perspective too because I do marketing on the side. That noise is only going to get louder the more that you get louder. <laughs> this is like a premonition of what's to come um, all over your face. I, I get it. Like, And, and, and look, the thing, the way that I, that I, I judge it myself is, and both this is like an online, like, you know, social media presence but also an in-person thing. Like if you come to me with an ask – fuck off right like if that's how you lead that's like like a guy entering with entering the dms with his dick or like with a fucking request it's like dude like you're doing it wrong you know like like every time i comment on one of your oh oh my god God. so speaking of that so like so so what happens is is for 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 the valued uh listener at home um lovely ladies and men um but mainly ladies just click like on one of my memes and their DMs start getting flooded. Now, I recently was shadow banned and I was testing with my wife's account because she's not her account's not on my phone. So I got her account to like and just sort of was playing around. And then she goes to me, she's like, Zach, Zach, what's going on? What's going on? I'm like, what are you talking about, buddy? And it's this, it's this like, you know, <laughs> the username was like Alpha Wolf Dom. They always Dom like, Daddy Dom. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was this. It was this sort of guy? And she's like, she's like, Zach. Like, what, what, what's happening? Like, it is like, sup? Hey. And I'm like, ah, oh, this happens. And like, you know, it's happened to you, and it's happened to like a few, few women. Basically, because like, I don't know. Maybe they like search through the likes on my posts, and then just like enter the enter the DMs of the people that obviously are female in the display I pictures or something. They, I think they think that you're up for it if you're commenting and liking your kind of post. So they're like, ooh, I'm going to just try try this one. Um, and it's definitely far worse. Like if you just like it, you're usually okay. You get a few. But the second you actually comment on something, oh, my fucking God, it is like oh, all hell breaks loose in your DMs. <laughs> like my DMs are already a minefield of like crazy fuckery like that. So I just stopped commenting on your stuff and I apologize. But it's just crazy. So now I just like it. And that's okay. This 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 is okay. I'll chat like, and this is the thing. Like, if you've developed a relationship with me, and by relationship I mean like we've talked, right? Like, as in like just a back and forth. Maybe you've responded to something, or like you know, like we, it's not hard to strike up a conversation if one you're not trying to sell or get something, and two you just act like a normal person because it's like some people will be just just and like once again it's an analogy to flirting or connecting in real life, like. If you think this, you know, f- from a guy's perspective, I see guys sort of, you know, I, I hate to use the terminology that's sort of thrown around, but a very beta in their approach. It's like, this woman is so much better than me because she's got a vagina and I want that vagina, but I've never had one before. And it's like, and they, they, you can see them freaking themselves out. And it's like, just dude, like you've got something she wants, right? Like you both want, humans want connection, right? So you've, you, you do you know what I mean? It's like, you're not, You've got a dick, like, 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 obviously, assuming straight relationship, whatever, but like, you've, you've got the bits that they want. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not, it's not a hard And like, I think, again, it comes back to not- knowing your worth, right? And knowing, like, when you're entering mm. into something, like, I'm a fucking muse. I am, I am 
like I've got so much to give somebody both sexually, non-sexually in all of the aspects and just know your worth when you're coming into it. Like even when we started chatting, right, I think I commented like on one of your things or whatever, but again, it started from a genuine place and that energy is there. You can feel it. It's not like you just slid into my DMs with a cock picture. You know what I mean? Like that's never going to, it's never going to be received well. well look, like look, I maybe get it. I was, I was debating between the two <laughs> options and I'm like, oh, I'll go with the nice words this time. You did well. Ding, 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 ding. It was, it was, uh, look, look, it, 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 and thus we have an amazing intro to the podcast. Thank God. But like you missed out on the dick pic. So mm, not sure. Is it I worth know. it? I don't, I don't know. know. Did you, did we, we did play a little bit. So maybe you did send me something at some uh, stage, but you were definitely very yeah. much asking for consent and being from a, a beautiful base. And it came across as super genuine and amazing and that you knew your worth and that, you know, like you were happy to have play and stuff like that, but you were, you were coming from a far different place. Like any woman, her DMs are just flooded with those pics. Like, and it's not even a high first. It's just like, here's a dick pic. And I'm all for bespoke porn. That's like my favorite thing in the world. I love actually dick pics. I wanted wanted to get into, I wanted to get into bespoke with you. Um, talk about that, but, but like, just just moving off the topic of like like online relation quote relationships in play like if you force it or demand it without like you know having that as a dynamic it's almost never going to work and you're going to be blocked and reported and, and you should be off offline right the the better approach is to yeah like connect treat people as people know your worth and respect their consent and then it will come you know it's like it's like I don't know. I've have this approach to to sort of like you know to money to 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 you know all things in life, and maybe you can speak to this as well from like a spiritual perspective. But like you put out there what you want, and you make you take you you just like you know hey like this would be a great thing to have, and then that opens you up to the opportunities coming. Not even necessarily spiritually. Like if I'm like okay, I'm going to be open to 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 playing with chicks in the DMs, right? That. I will find people to do that with, you know, if I'm open to, to having money or business opportunities coming in, people say and suggest, I just have to say yes and push a little bit. Right. Or it's like, Oh, you know, I started a Patreon because someone was like, Oh, I would love to hear more of your voice. So I'm adding in extra bonuses to the Patreon because they're like, they get off <laughs> <of> my voice, <laughs> you know, but it's like, it's like, I'm, you just be open to the opportunities, respect people. And then good stuff happens. It's not, no, it's not, and it's, it's manifest hard. all these things every time you say it's not hard it can be um, <laughs> yeah. well, well look <laughs> oftentimes it is very hard but <laughs> i think it's just manifestation 101 right we're quantum beings so once you sort of mm. abracadabra it, you say it you're becoming it's becoming reality you've already planted the seed and then that magnetism will then flow on from there right because it starts with you so well you're you're living the life of um i think i said to you like let's do an interview when you're off holiday and you're like dude my life's a holiday like we'll have to figure out a time when i'm in in something and then you're jumping on the podcast like yeah i'm fucking in a cave in greece like let's let's fucking go you're you're manifesting that shit so i love that that's that's freaking awesome um let's get into this um there's a few things i want to address based on what you've said but we'll go into the bespoke porn of just um give give a, a brief um rundown of what you mean by bespoke versus non-bespoke what are we talking about and what and and i suppose it's the undercurrent is is what the guys that lead with the doodle are missing (laughs) out on so i think well (laughs) i have probably about at any given time about five to seven casuals that are long-term casuals that i've either met traveling or 
you know, men at home, whatever it is. And that bespoke porn to me is just porn that's filmed for you exclusively. So, for instance, they're looking mm-hmm. at your, you know, pics and vids and they're showing you the video of what it does to them. It can be uh, so many different things. But just from people that you already know that this has been made just for you, not for, like, you know, 10 other people. And if it is, that's cool. Like, sometimes I share, like, ones that I'm – and they're all aware of each other. This is all consent-based here. But that just that point of knowing that it is done for you and being sent to you only, like, I genuinely don't get off on – generic porn in that aspect I and the other part of bespoke porn which I absolutely love and is one of my biggest kinks in the world is filming that all over the world so I'm big into filming I'm always like it's just such a massive part of my <laughs> a, a world, yeah a world right and then it's just in the most incredible way. so so just to just to clarify you're talking about pictures or videos of yourself for a person as opposed to the I had a really sexy shot one day or I've taken some um cool uh cool um erotic photos yes! with a professional photographer. Oh here's God, the here's yes. the um same five oh, shots that exactly. I sent to everyone. Like they're I, so I, generic I, and they're just so and, and I mean the normal porn is in like just general the porn industry porn. Like I love to watch that with a partner, but you know what uh, I love yeah. to watch more is the porn that we fucking filmed together and I love that. Like I don't know if anyone online knows about astrology, but I'm Leo in both Mars and Venus. So I love the whole dress ups, filming, all that kind of stuff. So that kind of really excites me. And then also like when you're apart, yeah, sending each other just pics and vids, but the rawer, the better, this kind of shit is the stuff that you like to see messy. It is that deliciously amazing unedited shit. That's what we want to see. And I'll give you a tip. Most men genuinely want to see that shit. And sometimes you'll look at photos and you'll be like, Oh, should I send this? Fuck. Yes, I should. Because that's a thing. If you're sending these like carefully edited, only this point in position, like it comes across again in the energy, right? But if you're just like down and dirty and sending exactly how you're feeling in the moment, that also comes across and it's hot. I I concur um, from my perspective. If you, um, because it's real, the reality is, you know, like it's like, you know, if the person's up for playing in public, for example, right? And, you know, obviously, you know, be safe, all that sort of jazz, but, you know, there's something sexy about like, you know, just going to the bathroom or at the table or yes. whatever and just taking it like a sneaky, <laughs> sneaky shot or something and like snap it, snapping that. Like that's far more arousing to me than a full frontal, like, you know, um, photographer based yeah. nude on a bed Boudoir with flower shot. petals and like whatever <laughs> else you think sexy. Like, like, like that's great and all, but the thing is, is the problem that with that, like this pre-planned photo shoot is you're competing against 10 out of 10 models that you can find online. Right. Like, like, like there that's in, like, it's impossible to beat those people because like, that's their job. Right. So, you know, like obviously, you know, do it and send it and have fun and yada, yada. It is still hot, but it is all infinitely better to be like, this is me right now doing this thing exactly. right now. And because this fun, because right? I'm hot Fuck because yeah. I'm talking to you and look at the result, right? Like that's such a real energy. And that's how, you know, how you talked about famous people before and how they're cheating with people who you go, Oh my God, like what, why would you cheat on that person? But this is genuinely why, because it's, it's an, a magnetic attraction and it's a real, it's real energy. It's not, um, yeah, pre-filmed, all this kind of stuff. And everybody's human at the end of the day, even those stars that you see on there. And they love that reality stuff because it's, I think, 
the more you'll find this too, the more, the more famous that you do get, or the more that you do enter into those spheres, the less of that reality that you get. And it becomes so much more rare and so much more fucking sexy because otherwise you just got all these people who want you for something, right? Like I want you for something, but you're going to know what that is. Mm. And it's going to be a mutual play. <laughs> like, that's going to be, that's going to be, a, it's going to be amazing, but it's going to be real as fuck and raw. And I think that's the hottest thing you can't, uh, buy that you know what i mean that was so kind of porn to bring it back mm. yeah no, no I'm, I'm i'm fully on board and and it's just i mean it's 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 once again there's an analogy to life right if someone's sharing with you a a deep and true and emotional connection not porn just like a like you, you know that thing that you did for me was lovely and it made me feel safe it you know it made it it, it brought solace to the, like it doesn't have to be sexual it's like a, a bespoke you know like like the difference between a um a, a oh, handwritten yeah. birthday card versus a generic gift. Like like I don't know. Like I'm not a big like uh, material person, right? Like I I buy for myself what I want, and it's what I want is a very limited scope, and I get it because it's like you know, and people can't buy for me because it's like I know what I want. You know what I'm like? And I've, I've, it's it's I don't yeah. want like heaps of stuff. Stuff just fills my house. But you know, an experience or a connection or a conversation where we're like, you know, helping each other evolve to a new space. Like the same thing, this, you know, like a, yeah. a, a bespoke message of connection is, is like, that's divine. You know, that's lovely. That's It is divine. That's moving. a beautiful way to put it. And it's true intimacy, right? Mm. That whether it's sexual or whether it's not sexual, it doesn't have to be. It's completely on the spectrum. But, yeah, it's that true intimacy and that touching somebody in their heart as well that's you know it just brings such a such a a way more connected intimate moment into the conversation into the engagement whatever you are going through you know the experience like you said you can't buy that shit everyone's like oh you know i want all these things things are worth nothing if you don't have that i think well in comparison to sex in a cave things are nothing (laughs) (laughs) um <laughs> You're not gonna let me live that down, no, are you? No, no, it's okay. <laughs> the only reason I say this, I want to, I want to um, awkward transition back to some of the things you've said. You've got outdoor sexual adventures, so obviously it's not just a once-off. Can you, can you go into that and and share um, what it is about doing something outside? Like, is it the, is it the risk? Is it the fact that you're fucking under the stars? Is it like, is it like akin to like, you know, like a um. Like like a like a forest nymph, um, you know, coming back to yourself. What is it about being outside, um, doing it, or like you know, embracing sexuality in nature? Or what? You know, where where are we going from this? What what do you get off from it? Why are we liking it? You know me too well already. Like seriously, all of those things you just said, I just bang on. <laughs> forest so nymph. Well done. Seriously, <laughs> I'm a nymph. I'm a divine muse. Uh, but no, my biggest turn ons with it are many things. Like I love nudity for one I love nude beaches I love all that kind of thing and that element of that's just like this element of freedom I can't explain it and you look in the eyes of the people who are like walking beside you or whatever and they just smile and you're just like fuck yes like I go to this nude spa in Switzerland which is one of my favorite things and everyone's just on point and you know everyone's just love living their best lives and so free and it feels so good so like that nature nudity kind of perspective. Also, when you're talking about bringing sex into it and doing it outdoors, I think one of the major things is obviously that almost getting caught. You know what I mean? There is something that I get off on with that. That's definitely, and I take it too far sometimes, like, because you're so in the moment. Um, 
Yeah, I could tell you a lot of stories. I just don't. I, there's so many, but there's this do, one do on. In, there's this one in. I seriously, it's the most hilarious, like uh, unplanned outdoor kind of expression of sexual intimacy. And it was, I was with that same Swiss lover. Actually, we were in. Where were we at the time? In Switzerland, I think. And we were. Oh yeah, we're staying at Zermatt, which is like the ski place, and we just had this amazing intimate night and having sex on balconies when you're traveling is also that is just delightful (laughs) you're outside you're experiencing everything under the stars and whatever but you're kind of like half not inside but you know people are watching so there's that kind of fantasy you've got an amazing view and you're giving an amazing view exactly right see it's the best of everything you get it you get it um but this one time our band camp no we were on the bus and we're coming back from having dinner and that's another thing of mine is going out with each other's kind of like, excuse me, sexual juices all over each other and then having it be your little secret and not showering, going out to dinner. So we'd just done that. We'd had like whole day of play and we're coming, we're so horny and we're coming back on the bus and I swear I'd had so, I'd had too many wines and I thought, so in normal buses, you know how where you sit there and then there's like, you're sitting behind the seat and we're right at the back and the seat was there except I didn't realize that it was translucent like because it looked like it was colored from outside oh, no. <laughs> and then and no joke and then my lover and I like had I, I I it was just like a quickie hand job and just like a little bit of play stuff and then when we got home like because I realized that everyone was watching us on the bus but it was quite late night it was a really kind of, I don't know, sexy place. And I knew there was like this young couple there that was like watching us hard out. And I was like, wow, it's like they can see. And I didn't think at the time. <laughs> Go back to our apartment. He goes, he goes, that was the best thing you did ever. He's like, you know, everyone could see us, right? And I'm like, why didn't you tell me? Like, you know, I would never do it like on a bus like that normally. That shit's not consensual. That's not advised, by the way, audience. Like, please don't do that. That was a genuine accident. He's like, I thought that you were just really into it because everyone was watching us. And I was just like, oh my God. I can't believe I did that. That's too far even for me. But it was fun awesome. and it was fun and I have no regrets. But yeah, that, that just be careful of buses, guys, because those windows that look opaque from one side may not be and you might be giving more of a show than you intend. But, you know, look, we live and we learn. It's a rich tapestry of fun. When you do the outdoors play thing, these are the risks you take. So, uh, and, yeah, I almost took home another couple unexpectedly. <laughs> Like, yeah, they were really into it. Okay, so... You're welcome. So many questions. (laughs) Look, at least the bus driver didn't look back in their rearview mirror and crash. Like, let's just be grateful that you survived the night. Um, Have you ever been... um, Caught and confronted, Like, like maybe by a cop or some sort of authority figure that's like, you know, that couple's watching you and being like, you know, enjoying it, getting off a little bit or maybe a bit disturbed. Who knows? They're clearly watching. So something's going, you know, they're like, mm. is she going to? Oh, she is. Oh, she's still, okay, cool. Like, let's, <laughs> this is happening right now. This is, yep, she's still going. That was, yeah, look at her technique. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was at a, um, I was at a uh, kinky nightclub once and I looked over and there's this guy sort of just smiling. And he's got like a chick on a on a chain, and then I look down and she's like fucking sucking him off, like and like some of the best technique I've ever seen, and like 
And then like, I just caught them at the end and he's smiling, just like giving me this like, eh, what are you going to do? Look, she gets up and like, you know, wipes her face, <laughs> like wipes her <laughs> I'm, looking at her, I'm like, and I'm just like, I looked at them both and like, we were like really close, but it's like, they were sort of like off to a side. So I don't know. Like I just, anyway, I'm like, I look at them like, that was fucking impressive. And then I just turn and walk the other way. <laughs> I think that's the sexiness of it too, though. Like, where you, it's genuinely intended that you're in public. And say if you're on a nude beach or in your places like that, nudes bar is telling you about where you know people are down. Like, you can just feel it's a, such an energy. You just look at each other and you're like, yes. And so, him looking at you in that moment, there is like a little bit of, fuck, yes, this is happening. Like, and it's, it is hard, right? It's out of the norm, I think. It's a sexual fantasy for a lot of people. So, as long as, again, like we said, it's all consensual absolutely go for it um and in to answer your question no i have thank goodness touch wood don't jinx me never been approached and like told you know no because i'm pretty good at like being sneaky in the places that i enjoy those escapades but i've never been i've never been caught as such no so i'm still uh on the run doing it all the time You're learning from your past errors, you know, no, like, when you get into a bus, as you're walking down the thing, you're checking the seats and you're like, if I was to do it in this bus, I'm not planning on it, but if I was, this would be the bus or this wouldn't be the bus to do it on. Exactly. And then, you know, you use those, you lose those learnings and you implement them and then shit just gets better and better. But, you know, I think the main one for that is like a movie theater. Most people have that kind of fantasy and or have done stuff in a movie theater and because it's all dark and but the reality is that the people behind you even if you're right at the back or the people beside you it's always going to be known in a way that yeah so be cautious with where you do it i guess and choose your place i'm not keen on the um the the uh the cinema experience it's always it's too bright like it actually it's dark but like i mean there's a movie that's like a bright tv in front of you illuminating everything it's not secluded like it's just not you know, and there's always a dude up the back, up high, watching anyway reckon- who's the guy doing the movie, right? So it's always going to – I think, yeah, there's always an aspect to be caught, but you just got to be clever with the places that you choose. And, I mean, choose your times wisely. You're not going to, like – I would have never, ever even considered doing that on a bus in the day where there's, like, kids and stuff. And this was at, like, you know, midnight – and yeah, so there's a lot, you know, you don't just have to travel to these places. I mean, lots of people in Australia uh, do it on the beach. That's another big one. Uh, no one likes mm. a crumb sausage PS, so be mindful of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Seriously, that's the reality for women. It seems hot. That's another one of those fantasies that like seem hot, not so hot in reality. Just, just as a, yeah, like bring it right down. Like the, 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 f- I'm not a beach person. Just in mm-hmm. general, like I like if I if I'm on holidays at a beach area, I like sort of fall into it, and I, then I eventually like it. But just sand gets everywhere, and it doesn't feel nice. Like I've done some things on a beach every, like a couple <laughs> of times, and it's just it's like the the friction's off, and it's it like is. icky, and it's like, like and then if you do it, let's be real. Oh, if you do it in in the water, like it, yeah, have you done it in water? Like yeah, in the beach? many times. Like, and it's oh, not it's, as fun as you think it's going to be. I think spas are a bit better. Like if you're in a spa because there's no sand and all that kind of stuff. But even then, water sex to me is one of those things where it's like seems like it's such amazing, sexy, you're hot idea. you the and lubrication. Like, yes. This is the thing. You're, you're losing You're losing the, the. I mean, like inner shower is okay because you get like, but unless you, provided you're not washing it all the way, like you want the natural goop. You don't 100%. want the, water's oh, not. Mm. I am like 
I can get wet on command and super wet. Just like it's just my superpower. It's always has been, always will be. I brag. Um, and so, and so, yeah. But even me, like when I'm in, if you're in water, like of course in a body of water. But yeah, shower is totally fine because it's obviously just coming down over you, and it doesn't mm. affect that because goop is the deliciousness of sex. Goop is the best fucking part. That's what makes the whole thing. <laughs> go incredibly and it's a goop fetish i love the goop some people some people love the goop and some people do not at all like the goop it's like keep the goop down there away from me and other people are like no get all the goop all up and all up and in me i'm all like get all the goop all up and in me let me wear it when we go out to dinner afterwards and not shower Um, i was gonna bring that bring it back to that so 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 the 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 kink the fetish the 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 enjoyment factor is you have sex and you leave that smell on you as you go out and it's it's so that you both are sort of like pinging off the pheromones because there is a distinct smell of like sex sex there's a sex smell it smells very like it's a it's a distinct smell it is and you can it's the best do you think other people are smelling it on you like <laughs> yeah when you walk down, when you walk down the bus people <laughs> <laughs> no but seriously though it is like the most intoxicating pheromone and it, I cannot explain it for me I just like it because it's just I know we've just had this hot sexy day together or whatever it is that you've had and then you're going out to dinner in this place where there's other people around and you still got it like slightly dripping down your legs like it's just hot and it's the same for them and I just I've found that's actually a shared kink that so many people have and it's just really? it's, it's again it's like you either love goop or you don't, but yeah, the ones that do, we love it hard. And like, it's such a, it's such an amazing, sexy secret to have when you're out. You know what I mean? And you're just there having like a wine, having dinner. And you're like, everybody knows that it is like. It's not just the pheromone. I don't think it's the smell so much. It's like because honestly, they can't really smell it, but it is this energy and this sexy kind of like secret that you have. That well, is hot. That is like yeah, amazing. the the secret. It's like if you walked out and like let's say you're wearing a long dress right mm-hmm. so it's like to your ankles yeah but you don't have underpants on right always like, <laughs> my style yeah i don't have well look we are doing this podcast nude remember um, <laughs> but um but like like knowing like if you know and your partner knows right or if you have like a um like like a like a what is it like a um a remote controlled vibrator in or like, you know, some sort of like sexy secret. It doesn't even have to be extreme, like the lack of panties or even just lingerie, like something just like yeah. real subtle. Um, the, 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 the secret of that is like the shared, the shared secret is like, Hey, like we're, we're like, mm, like there's, there's something there that like separates you. It's like this, this connection that you have in this moment. Right. Again, it's like the intimacy. It's the sexy shared kink that you have. It's the, that you, you, especially when you share kinks, I think that's such an important part of whether you have, like, I'm big on casuals, whether you have, I've been married before, so full-time partners, but that sexy shared kink of, like, it can be, and it usually is, a massive amount of kinks that you share together, but being able to explore those together freely, and it's exciting, right? Like, whether you said, like, the little toy that you have when you go out I know so many couples who do that and it's fucking amazing and again like and it's that control thing right because usually it's the masculine who has it within the feminine and then you like you know you set it off at the most inopportune moments and it's just this shared like amazing experience because I think people take away the fun of sex sometimes they get so serious about it and so pre-planned and all this but 
when you do have those sexy shed kings like that one with the, you know, the little play toy when you're out or whatever and it's unexpected and you do, you've just got to love me like, oh, my God, I'm going to orgasm with this whole, you know, thing of people in this restaurant and I can't stop it and I don't want to stop it. Like, it's such a fun dynamic to have to have that play and it brings back that excitement in sex, you know? Mm. I like the idea of um, sex as play or sex as fun or like, but once again, but once again, life is fun. Like, why, why are we taking things so fucking seriously all the time about everything? And like, of, you know, I say that with the caveat of like, you know, ev- yeah, everyone has problems, right? But you're gonna have those problems tomorrow, right? So it's like, it's I, I don't know. I had this realization. I got stoned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love it. When I, I come, come, when I come but- home, let's get stoned together. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because um, <laughs> we are both from Australia. Like yeah. we can, um, we can make this happen. But the, 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 the. I say, I say that, but like it's, it's carried over to sobriety, right? And I don't get stoned much, but mm-hmm. um, it's, it's like people talk about these stoned and you know high revelations. Like I was on MDMA and this happened. I was on acid and this happened. I was on weed. This happened. It's like, tell me about it a week later. Tell me about it three weeks later. Exactly. Right? Has it lasted? Yeah. And, and like, cause you can get great insights, but they're only really good if they, you know, help your life. Yeah. Right? And can Otherwise you have this just... experience when you're sober as well? I think this is a thing you're talking 100%. about, right? Where, yeah, we're going to have a shit storm around us. Look at the world we've been living in the last few years and everyone's mm. going through shit, whether that's mental health stuff on a number of spectrums. But the thing is, I think if you can just stay centered within the shit storm around you and enjoy no matter what the moment that you're going through and just bring that energy to it. Yes, you're going to have up days. Yes, you're going to have down days. But sometimes when you're just celebrating, get out and getting out of bed, celebrate the fucking getting out of bed. You know what I mean? Like it can, I like, like- I like that. Celebrate, like, like do your best with what you've got and celebrate the wins. Like my, my, my revelation, what, what I realized was it's like, I'm living, I'm living a good life. Like I'm, I'm living a life that I, I had wanted. And there's, there's aspects that, I would love to change. I would love more of, I would love alternate things. And it's like, I was looking at all of these things that I didn't have, but not being like, basically what I realized is I needed a gratitude, um, a gratitude practice. Cause it's like, well, okay. I, I live in a rental property right now. Right. But I've been in this property for six years and for all intents and purposes, it's my home, right? I don't own it, but like the practical usage of this house that I am in is a home. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like, like, and I've, you know, I could stress for another six years that I don't own the home I'm living in and I'm paying someone else's mortgage and all this sort of stuff. And yeah, I want to buy my own house, right? Obviously. So that, that's what I was focusing on. Neglecting the fact that I've got a, a home now. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I've got that now. And then uh, like the other thing was like, like, like a martial arts thing. I want to train as much as possible. And I look back and I'm like, I train three, four, five, six times a week, right? I'm already doing that. It's like, oh, I want to have a martial arts practice. I want people to appreciate my poetry. I want, you know, all of these things. And it's like, that's happening. It's just not happening at the level that my goals are. But the problem is, is my goals are going to keep the goalposts always shift. That is it, my friend. That is exactly it. You just hit a mm. nail on the head. I think it's such a human dynamic to go, okay, I you, and you focus on the what you don't want when the thing is, is that, well, like, I don't have this. And there's two things, two parts to it. The one is not focusing on the don't, don't have side because your mind is a muscle, right? It's like when you exercise, it's like everything. So what you focus on grows. It doesn't understand good or bad. It just understands what you put your energy towards. So if you're like, I don't mm, have a house, you're telling mm. it like, if I tell you, don't think of a pink elephant, what do you think of? 
Do you know what I mean? There's no yeah, don't exactly. about it. Yeah. Like, so know that your mind has that. So give it, feed it good repetition. Tell it. That's why the gratitude practice is amazing. Mm. Any kind of thing that you can do that brings you back just to peace in the moment about, yeah, fuck yeah. And also celebrate yourself. So look at the part that I ask you, look back at, like Zach from, you know, two years ago, one year ago, five years ago, mm. he would be so excited that this is the fucking life you live and we don't stop to celebrate it. Cause like you said, those goals, they just, you're living it. the life you that you one. wanted. Like, yeah. And then you're like, Oh yeah. yeah. And now I want this new thing, but you don't stop and go, holy shit, I'm fucking in this. Like, I did this. How, how human is that to, like, you know, like, the moment you come, right? Like, there's, like, if we talk sexually, but this is the same thing. The moment you land that business deal, yeah. the moment you get, you know, like, I've won martial arts tournaments. I've had sex with hot as fuck people, right? But, like, there's a part of me and this, this like, you know, and this is, like, maybe that, like, sort of um, Buddhist approach of, like, there is suffering, right? There is suffering because it's like maybe evolutionarily, we're always we 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 evolved or whatever to always want more because that's what kept us alive, right? Don't be satisfied because if you're satisfied, you're going to be you're just going to stop, yeah. and then you're probably not going to pro- procreate, and thus your genes aren't passed on. So the people who passed their genes on were the ones who were like, okay, well I've had sex with this chick, I need to get up and find someone else to do right. I I've gotten this goal, I need to keep going yeah. and. That's great because it keeps us alive, but it like it makes that life that we live. If we can't step back and slow that process and see it happening, going, gonna enjoy it. You know what I mean? You never give yourself the space to enjoy it. And I get it. Like everyone, I'm not saying don't have goals after that. And I understand that whole you know primal kind of thing where we're just like they're the ones that survive the species. And even though like we just live in this what I call the everything forever right now society where you've got it, you want more. You you know what I mean? Like we just it's more, more, Mm. more, more. But there's this like beautiful slow passionate amazingness in truly celebrating yourself and the little wins and all the little things like I said and some days that could look like hey I got out of bed today and I got my shit together and I looked after my kids or whatever Mm. fucking yes like I did this and I think you know or it can be as big as I've just landed this deal I've like you said slept with this person and yet your goals will evolve from there but take a moment to just celebrate yourself and always live your life in pleasure no matter where you find yourself lead with pleasure, Mm. lead with love and love yourself. Cause I think we're so hard on ourselves. We're so much like, this is the expectation of society. This is this, you know, where I should be now. I should have a house. I should have all this. If you can't like, when, when are you going to like, like it sort of came to me. It's like, when are you going to be happy? Like as in at what stage will you be happy? And it's like, if like you're having sex with a beautiful person and you know, the moment you come, you're now thinking about the next thing. Like, fuck, that sounds atrocious, right? There's something wrong, like fundamentally wrong there. If like, like, and, and like, you know, it might sound neurotic or other people might look at that and go, oh, I don't do that or whatever, but maybe I've just got a very introspective mind. So I'm like always looking at my thoughts and that's, that's is part of the problem as well, but it does give me a bit of an insight, a bit of an insight into this, into the solution, right? Because it's like, okay, if in this moment of winning, of joy, of success, of orgasm, I'm like, there's there's an aspect of unpleasure because it's like, oh, I'm not doing the next thing right now. Fuck, like I've got to do some deep self-work work here to work out what's going on that I can't be satisfied, even when I'm getting the thing that I was hunting for the satisfaction of the previous thing, right? Because it's like that's a never-ending cycle, and it's like that that's not that's not fun. That's no, not, and the that's that's a, life, that's neurosis. The secret to life is genuinely living in the moment, and I mean genuinely. So post-sex, when you have mm. that sex high, don't 
spend it thinking about what am I going to do this or what am I, you know, this or grabbing your phone and being on social media or, you know, we have this in unquenchable desire for all of these things when the the joy and everything is found in the moment, right? Really live in the moment. This conversation we're sharing now that I love so much that we have, you know, the pleasure to do, all these little things where I find myself sitting, the coffee that I've got here, I love the way it like slides down my throat so beautifully. It's the little things in life because ultimately you're going to like look at, okay, past you, you now, you when you're a kid, you when you were 80, you when you're 80, you when you're 60, all these different mm-hmm. yous, right? They mm. all, the only common denominator they have is that they exist in you right now. No matter what time is an intangible thing we can never possess. And if we just keep chasing it, we, for, we forget to enjoy the moment. And I think that's truly the secret of life. Like it is. 100%. Like I spent the day today, I got up, I went and trained my martial art. I came back and I did a, um, a spit roast over a fire. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, put my kids to bed and now we're having this conversation. I've had friends over and it's like I could have had that day where I didn't pay attention to the moment and just looking to the next thing. But it's like, like I'm doing, you know, and I gave myself this day, like we try, it's like a lazy Sunday. It's nice, relaxed, like a mini holiday, Mm -hmm. right? But I could have easily been distracted, but it's like, no, like when I had the coffee, it's like, I'm going to experience this coffee. When I did the martial arts, it's like I'm going to be here and fight right now because it's you know it's fun, yeah. for me, right? What, weird, whatever. Uh, having having the like you know a fire and it's like you know looking at the fire, I'm going to see yes, it and feel the warmth. I love it. And it's but but bringing it back to the bespoke nudes, right? It's like that's reality as it is right now. If you're to send me a picture of your body as it is right now, and I look at it, I'm like, fuck, that's happening for me right exactly. now. Like, how much more powerful is that than? The, the, you know, it's like, it's like the, like drinking a, a coffee versus like looking at a picture of one. It's not no, the same. Right? And it's, it's like, the who, cares about, yeah, who cares about the shot that you took five years ago that looks amazing that you're clinging on to as this fantasy? Of like, you know, like there's no energy in that. That's your display picture. You, you use that as the display picture to, to, yeah. to like, you know, as the honey to exactly. bait people. And there's like, no, this is, this is me now, bitch. Like, <laughs> but it isn't living in that moment, right? And the, the beautiful, tastiness of that moment so like you said it was you know looking at the fire enjoying your coffee getting into fight mode when you're in that moment you could have been like in that fight mode going oh holy shit i've got this podcast to do later i've got to do this i've got this shit happening but you're not then experiencing the moment right so with the bespoke See, porn, this, it's this like is that. the thing right 100 percent. but like those those thoughts of like anxiety come to me because it's like i have to be up and ready and available at my laptop to do it so like in the moment the anxiety mm. comes, right? But then it's 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 about just not not like like seeing that. And like I've I talk in, you know, not here, but obviously here in <laughs> this podcast, but like talk about like mindfulness and meditation and mental health and all of that sort of stuff. And it's like, okay, this thought like when I'm when I'm doing my martial arts or when I'm doing the fire, it's like, I've got this podcast later, right? And like it's fun and I'm having a great time. But like the lead up to it, it's like I have to be here. It's like it's almost like I have to like I was, talk- I was talking to my wife about it. It's like this podcast, it's like an analogy to sex itself because it's like we're having an open, vulnerable conversation about sex, right? But it's like do it now. Like like at, at 8 o'clock, right, my time or you know, midday your time like or whatever we're at. It's like relationship right now, it's like, sex. You've got to you've gotta- – <laughs> you've got to get it up at 8, 8 p.m. because like you've you know she's she's going to be there ready to go so you've got to be ready to, you know and that and that's a bit of pressure yeah. and this is the thing like it's like with sex if you if you stress yourself out if you if you like think oh, i've got to do this thing or like you treat it like that sort of stuff 
you know, that's why guys suffer from, you know, impotency. Like they can't get it up because they've, they've stressed themselves out so much. Right. Sorry, but I really want to say to this, cause it's so important. If you keep it as that perspective of we're playing together, sex is play. Have to, mm, I think yes. we, as we have this culture that celebrates coming, like it's like the gold prize. When really, if you actually venture into things like Tantra and, you know, having whole body orgasms and stuff, that's not the goal, right? So, that's the thing. You just, whatever it looks like, whatever, again, go with how you are in the day. You might not be able to get it up that day, but you can just slowly play and enjoy so much more about each other. Like, there's so much more to it than just the coming piece. And I think, again, it's that coming, then what's the next thing? Whereas that slow deliciousness of life, no matter what aspect you look of it. And like you said, in the moment, 100%, you're going to get that when you're fighting and you're like, oh, I'm going to do this podcast later or whatever. I have a good tip because this is what I do. And I don't even, haha, just the tip. I, um, I don't, Ooh. I don't even, <laughs> I don't even, um, use dating apps. So I don't, excuse me if I'm getting the way that you swipe wrong, but whenever I get those thoughts, right. And I'm in the moment and I know, oh, this is really coming in. Whether you're in meditation, whether in your fight mode, whether you're whatever, and you're like, I've got this thing later, I've got to do this. I just look at it. I recognize it's coming in the moment. I'm like, yep, I see you. Swipe left. You know what I mean? Is it swipe right if you want to mm. or swipe left? And I'm like, I just imagine it in know, my mind. Uh, it's like a little thing. I'm like, boop, and then it just goes because you've recognized it. It's done its job. But if you just sit there and you're focusing, focusing, focusing on it, then it will take away mm. from the experience. So, yeah. And I believe that when we're making love, like, do it like you're playing. You know, kids don't play and go, I'm going to go and do this time and do this and whatever, like certain things like this podcast, whatever. But even if you'd said to me, I think it's very dependent on guests, but if you'd like send me a message and gone, hey, I really can't make it or I'm going to be an hour late or whatever, I'd be like, yeah, man, no worries. Like, I think it's, you know, you just got to approach it with that kind of an attitude. It's 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 interesting you say it's like dependent on guests because it very much is, right? Like, like I said, like this is the ninth or 10th and- every guest comes with a different energy and it's like, I've, I've, it's sort of like, you know, same as sexuality, right? It's like, I've like got to match, yeah. match the energy levels and sort of some people are sort of um, free and open and honest. And some people are a bit reserved or some people have got something they want to say. And some people are just like, no, you take me on the journey. And it's like, it's very, very analogous to sex, obviously, because we're talking mm. about it and it's, you know, open and vo- like there's a vulnerability to it. And it's sort of like this back and forth and like, yeah, it's a play. Like we get serious. We, you know, we play and like, we come back, we sort of revert back around, you know, find the areas that tickle nicely, like the bus. And then you come back to it. I love it. But yeah, no, absolutely. And that's a lot of expectation <laughs> and pressure on you, right? Like, so hold space for that. And I think the more that you can approach it and just understand that no matter how much you plan, I've got quite a few friends who do podcasts and have really successful podcasts. And their biggest tip, uh, tip again, is, is that you just got to be in coming into like coming into tip. Sorry. You got to be in the zone in whatever the zone you're in. You're all going to change. They're going to change. Like you said, the guests are going to change, but you've just got to like that mm. lighthouse and just going, okay, this is what we're moving with, but no expectations on you because you know, they, they all start for the first five to 10 podcasts in scripting a lot of stuff. This is what you've got to do and whatever, whether it's a guest mm. or otherwise, but actually the magic happens when it's unscripted. The magic happens when you are being 100%. authentic and you'll find like, as you naturally have more and more podcasts to think you already have that mm. kind of magic, but the people who are coming on as your like vibration grows within that, then you're going to magnetize those who are like me and can just play and jump from topic to topic. And it's a fun kind of thing. And I think, you know, people always, well, this is, this is exactly yeah, people it, always right? have a, um, sorry. It's, it's, 
No, <laughs> sex is awkward and so is conversation exactly. sometimes. You, you, miss, you miss where you're aiming, like just what happened then. It's, and it's okay, provided you make a joke about it and then just exactly. get back to it with an awkward exactly. segue. <laughs> no, I, I fully on board and appreciate it. And like, I just want to sort of tie, tie a loop back to what I was um, going down the path. Like the thoughts come, right, during the <laughs> they They come during the day. But like you said, you can just like it's it's not about like the thoughts yeah. not happening. It's about just accepting them, looking at them, letting them go, and then moving on. And the same thing with 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 all things. I don't know the 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 this realization that it's like, you know, if I'm not happy now, when will I be happy? Because it's like, oh, when when the podcast and the Patreon takes off, and I'm selling heaps of books and I'm earning heaps of money online, right? And like, yeah, don't get me wrong, like that will happen and I want it to happen. It's already right? done, my friend. It will, but enjoy but, yeah, the journey yeah, as well. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's it's like like I'm living a life now and like that life will have its, when I'm in that space, like it, that life will have its own stresses and I'll be like worried and anxious and yada yada and it's like now I'm stuck doing, like there's, there'll be, I can just see that there'll be problems there and it's like I won't be happy there, I won't be happy here. And it's like, oh, so I'm just not going to be happy. It's like, well, that's fucking sit, shit maybe I should just step back and look at what my life is. Like I remember, I remember being a teenager, right? One of my, some of my fondest memories when I was, when I used to work fast food, right? Like I won't give the name of the place I worked, but it was like, you know, a big fast food place. And, and it was like, I don't know, like it was, it was crap in its own way, but it was like, I look back on it with fondness because it was like this sort of structured, it was beautifully structured. It was like this, like this, um, like, I don't know, like there was something about it that just, worked for my mind at the time it sort of helped me to sort of like you know I, I i could almost guess sort of like like sort of help me heal from like disorganized trauma of my past right but it's what i needed then but at the time like you know i i half enjoyed it but then i was half like oh you know screw this i want the next thing i want the next thing but it's like i, st I still <laughs> dream about it sometimes and it's like it brings me this smile to my face it's like and i'm like oh i need to go and go back to this shift again oh no i don't work there anymore you know <laughs> <laughs> and like, I guess like I could get a similar job, but like I can't feed my family off no. fast food money, right? Like it's like it's, that, that that stage is gone. So it's like any joy that I had from that workspace is now gone, right? You know what I mean? It's like I can't get that back. I it's it's done. So it's like I need to work out what the joy that I've got now in my current life, all of the stuff that's happening, because very soon it will be gone. And then the next thing, and the next. And then thing, it has thing. its own. You know, that's why the joy can be found in the now. It's in the moment. It's not. I mean, we spend so much of our time like consumed with these thoughts. Like, let them come in and then let them go. But just recognize you're having them. It's how fast you alchemize them, and then you move on to enjoying the moment, right? And then we can't live in the future in this place. It's like this imaginary place where everything will be better if this, if that. Because, and I think that's one of the hardest things as humans is to remember that and then bring yourself back to the now and go, you know what, where I'm sitting and where I am is amazing. And past me would have dreamt of this moment. And yeah, I'm going to enjoy the amazingness of every second of this that I can, because you know what, when your podcast grows and you become your DMs, which are now, you know, I don't even know how many you've got, are going <laughs> to infinitely explode all over your face. And you're going to be like, Jesus, I really loved that time where I was not know. Really you really get the the DMs exploding yeah, over the like, face. Seriously, you know, I do. You you, see you've, just, you've just touched upon the tip and of I'm the not even famous yet, so I get it. But I think you know, <laughs> we're mess. we're always trying to reach this like imaginary place where we'll be happy or whatever. Reality is, you're always going to be like we said earlier in the middle of that shitstorm. No matter what that shitstorm looks like, it just 
it elevates yep. or it changes in different aspects, like from your takeaway job to now it just looks different, but it's a different day. See, that's – and. and- this isn't to stay like like I'm not advocating accept a shit no. spot like make do things to change your life 100% but it's also like be grateful for the things that you've got now yeah. as well. I did I did want to tie this tie this sort of like present focus back to mm-hmm. sex as well. If you look at like a good sexual experience, right? How how long is a good sexual experience, right? It could be anywhere from whatever to whatever time, right? But even if you're going from like I don't know 30 minutes, 10 minutes, an hour, whatever it is. Let's say 10 minutes. We're being real. We're being quick. Let's say five. Let's say five minutes, right? We're being super quick here, right? Maybe that's long for some people, whatever. It depends on who you're talking to, but yeah. (laughs) Depends on who you're talking to, right? But like, okay, let's go, let's go like, let's go 10 minutes, right? You've got a 10 minute sexual experience, fully clothed to, to coming, if you can. How long as a percentage of that 10 minutes is the orgasm? Right, in terms of time, right? Ten yeah. percent, right? Like, like, like a, it's a, you know, like if you're lucky, like, like, like lucky is it like, like you know, maybe ten seconds, thirty seconds, depends on you know what we're doing, right? So what I'm getting at is, is like the activity that we do as sex. If the goal is to orgasm, you're doing like. 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour of work, whatever. Like, you know, you're putting, you're like, you're literally grinding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love all these. You're yeah. putting in work. <laughs> no, but like, it's like, like you yeah. actually are grinding, right? To get, you know, like push the button enough times and the, and the response comes, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got to stop. Stop, um, don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, 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 for like 30 seconds of the goal, you've spent, 10 minutes to an hour to achieve right like or like you know and that's not including like a date in the lead up like you know you're out to dinner that's not including like the transport there and back that's not including all of the pre-work right like that's like like that's hours of work even if the sex component is only 10 minutes or five minutes or whatever like you're putting in effort to get there for 30 seconds i know and i think the the main point of that is is to recognize again it's like that analogy to life right enjoy the fucking journey as well like enjoy yeah you know enjoy the dinner enjoy the the sexual dance of like that attraction with someone and then getting to that point i think it's all part of it but we put so much focus on this like the 10 percent, right when really it's the whole thing that's what that's what the whole the whole point is about, whether it's life, whether it's sex, whether it's anything. We just we spend so much placing, you know, importance on this future state that's gonna be the ten like percent if you're lucky. When really, like worship yourself, worship your your like partner's body, enjoy that process of the lead up to, mm. enjoy the fucking delicious meal together, sit out under the stars, whichever. It can be a million and one things that you're experiencing, but don't take those little steps for granted. And that's again where that gratitude practice comes in. Be in the moment and just be sitting there going, holy shit, I'm sitting with this person who I am so sexually attracted to. I can't wait to go home. And it, don't get me wrong. Like, again, don't don't try and not make things good. Like, I look forward to coming later and I know this is going to be an incredible experience. But enjoy that lead up to it because that anticipation is sexy as well, right? Mm, you're, you're so right. I wanted, I wanted to like tangent off here a little bit. You your approach to life and sex that you're prescribing now or describing now, sorry. Are you finding sexual partners that are on board with that naturally? Or are you like, like, like sort of like having a discussion with them or bringing them onto this space? Like how, how are you, 
how do you connect like someone with your energy with sort of like a like a more like a regular person or someone like like do you see what I mean like are you just sort of gravitating towards people that just sort of get it and you just sort of like the people that you do connect with ha- like you just mm, you're just already in sync Great in that question. sort of energy um I think it's you know look I believe as humans, like we said, we're mirrors and we're magnetic. Like we we are magnets. So you, whatever way that you approach the world, you're going to magnetize someone who's the same. And it may not also always be in exactly the same capacity. Like, for instance, I think we approach things differently, but we come together on, ha come together. I can't stop. I'm sorry. But we come together on a lot of items where <laughs> we have those same beliefs and it doesn't matter what we're both individually working on or whatever. It's that it matches up to an extent that we can still ex- enjoy this conversation and your little moments may look different to mine, but in we, we come together the same in the end, right? So mm. I think that's so it's genuinely a magnetism and a mirrored thing. So if I go out there too and I'm having a bad day or I'm, you know, like not in the zone like I want to be and everybody has those days and that's cool too. It's That's where you've got to celebrate yourself and take it easy and really – Love, love on yourself harder because that's going to open you mm. up to that mirrored magnetism that is more like you. Otherwise, you're going to go out and attract somebody who's, you know, on, it's just it, it is a natural thing that happens. I don't ever have this conversation with people in answer to your question. I think it's enhanced once you're with someone for a little bit and then you can talk about the things that you, how you do view the world. And it's usually, it's usually quite a synergy in between them, even if they look differently in your different worlds. Like I date a lot of people internationally, right? So it's, it looks very different, but it's the same sort of bottom line that it comes to. So I think, I'm sorry with all these like puns, but yeah, they, that's genuinely, yeah, it is a part of it. Um, it's, it's just the tip, not too much, but I, so, yeah. So, so you, 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 you find that you generally just attract people that have, that are on board with this sort of, see, I, I don't know. I want to push back a little bit because, mm-hmm. because like, like I, I like to play devil's advocate. So this isn't necessarily what I believe. Doing but, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sort of worldview sort of suggests that people that face problems in life, people that face trauma, trauma or drama or pain or abuse are magnetizing it towards them. Can you, can you, do you sort of see, do you sort of see that bit of that? How do, how do you, how do you pass that sort of response? Because it's like, I do agree with you that like, you know, I put out energy and people with that energy respond. Like if you're listening to this, you probably like what I'm putting out there. Thus, that's why yeah. most people's, followings online are mostly positive because if you don't like me, you're not going to listen. You're not listening to this podcast. So it makes sense that you like what I'm saying. Right. So it's like self filtering out yeah. um, and same thing in real life, mm-hmm. but bad, bad shit happens to people and bad people, at, you know, do, do latch onto, you know, do you sort of see where I'm going for? Oh, absolutely. And I don't mean it to say it's so broad in that term. And I think we all experience from, you know, a massive spectrum of incredibly serious to just, lower levels of trauma as such. Do you know what I mean? So at any given day, everyone's got things that they've had been traumatized for in your past and so many things. And that's not to say, again, you know, because I've had sexual trauma, I think there's not one woman that I know who hasn't, Mm. right? But I don't go out, you know, attracting people of that vibration. I go out, I love myself and bring myself to a position where I'm ready to receive. We talked about the consent, Mm. right? All these kinds of things come into play and I'm in a good position where I'm feeling myself and I know that I'm ready to take the steps I'm going to take. I also have had quite a lot of friends who don't take the self time to be able to do that. And then that sexual trauma 
does end up playing out to an mm. extent. But as I mean, it's not about getting rid of it. I think we don't ever get over things or we don't ever stop having it. It just becomes a part of our experience in a way and our rich tapestry of our history shared good, bad, otherwise, that then makes you the person that you are now. And I know that sucks to hear when you've had massive trauma and I'm not meaning it in that aspect, but as long as you've done the work that you can on yourself to bring yourself to a position where you're ready then to play with others and do that, that's all you can ask for. And like I said, you know, every single day we have different bits of trauma, different things happen in our lives. And of course that's going to impact on the way that you love, the way that you receive, the way that you you know, approach the world, but it's in how you can alchemize it as best you can to be able to be open to the new experiences and just be around people who love you and genuinely can hold that space for you at whatever stage it is for you. I think, I think the people around you is a big thing. Like I know yeah. that like that saying of like, you know, the, you're, you're the sum of the five people closest to you or whatever, you know, there's many variations of that same thing, but the better people, that are around me or like the more positive people are that are around me or the more, I don't know, abundant or like, you know, just people that believe that you can make positive change, people that are open to experience. Yeah. Right. And like, yeah, that's involved. This process for me has involved me, you know, losing some people, finding new people and also bringing some people along. Some people that do, you know, can come along for the ride because yeah, you can discover that you vibe off the people around you. And, and it's, it's, it's hard because like, yeah, if I'm having a shit day, like, you know, like not even, I don't even look at this like spiritually. I look at it just like mm. practically. If I have having a bad day, I will be sharper and shorter to people. I'll be frowny, right? I might mm -hmm. be, my posture might be bad. I'm going to be, you know, making assumptions in my head of the worst, right? Now, if, mm -hmm. you know, if, if you're walking past me down the street, you might look at me being all grouchy and angry and slouchy and be like, I'm not going to say hi to this person, right? Or alternatively, let's say you're like, you know, you're into me for still. Um, I might not see or pick up on those signs and not make a move, right? But instead, if that same day, for whatever reason, I was in a good space, maybe, you know, shared, shared a conversation with someone else, I, I leave the house, I'm in a good place. I'm upbeat, I'm smiley, I'm looking for opportunities or I see opportunities or I'm just open to experience. And then you say hi, I'm like, oh, you know what I mean? Same person. It's just different interpretation. Yeah, 100%. And I think as well, you've got to just hold space for yourself and love yourself through all of your seasons, right? Like we, there is no person, again, it's this like expectations of I'm going to be so happy. There is no room for toxic positivity. I don't care who you are. You go through shit. We all just go through shit, right? I, I and it's about like toxic positivity. It's like there, there are certain yeah. people that it's like, it's like, Oh, everything's okay always. It's like, no, like bad stuff no, does. No, sometimes you know. it's fucking not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it's super intense and we are humans. We go through this. We go through death, suffering, a million and one other, you know, manifestations of that kind of trauma. And I think it's having, like you said, again, bringing it back to those people that you surround yourself with. And that will evolve. You'll take some people with you. You mm. will lose some, sadly, who you thought you would never lose. But then I believe it opens up space for people who are going to be able to vibrate with you on whatever new vibration you're on. So, you know, if you are going out of the house and I saw you, right, and you're going down to get coffee and I can tell, like, I pick up energy. I'll be like, he doesn't really want to talk today. I would ask. Again, it's the consent thing, right? Mm. I'd be like, hey, do you want somebody to come and have coffee with or you want to be on your own man because i don't mind either way but i'm available for it maybe make a joke make me smile a little bit you know what i mean but it's in, it's in not judging yourself or others and i think when we have a finger pointing to somebody else right there's always three fingers pointing back at you and there's a reason for that because 
you're you're what you're seeing in others and you're going oh this is a bad thing or this is a negative it's that you have those issues yourself we all have issues mm. but just let's be honest about them let's make uh you know mental health a conversation that people have normally because we all have it we're all on the spectrum in some way shape or form i don't care who you are even like even those famous people even those toxic positivity people when they're on their own in their apartment and no one else is around let me tell you they fucking go through it so but they're just not open right 100%. and that's not evolved that's not being your authentic self your authentic self is like I said, the moments, and it might be the most, sometimes I fucking love to go get a coffee and I could be in the most amazing place in the world and I am having a bit of an introverted day and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to put on this song that's going to make me cry fucking 10 times over. I'm going to listen to it over and over and over again because <laughs> I feel like being in that moment, right? And you've got to just go with yourself and give your, I think it's such an inner child thing, you know? Like what would I need right now if I was <clears throat> an angsty 14-year-old Wanting to get through my shit, she wants to listen to this song ten thousand times. Cool, we're gonna do this. We're gonna, we're gonna I love, cry. I love that embracing that of your own truth. It's there's something to be yeah. said about that in every perspective. Now, like we are, we are coming coming up on time. Not there yet, um, but I I, I want to bring back a couple of things. The first mm -hmm. thing I wanted to address. Um, you mentioned you were married, and now you're not. Um, mm -hmm. so like maybe you can speak, speak to the, the, the change from like, um, being, you know, tied down by the ball and chain to, uh, you know, traveling to, to Greece to meet your Swiss lover. <laughs> there seems to be a, yeah, there seems to be a liberation factor there. Um, but I'll give you the second option as well. And you can speak to one or both depending on which option you mentioned before that you can just, um, uh, auto get wet. I, I'm not sure what you, you said before. You just have the, um, the superpower of that. So I wanted to hear a little bit more about that. So speak to one, speak to both. Um, cause I'm curious. I'm curious. Let's start with the auto. Let's start with the auto wet one. Cause the wet on command, I like to call it. It is, and it's not the traditional thing that you would how, think how would wet make someone wet. How wet are we talking? Like, really like, wet. Like, and it depends. It's, so, it's person to person <laughs> and I can just get it. Like, and it's not expected. Like, it's like, there's every casual on my list, so the seven of them, literally, at this, this is why I choose them in the way that I do, I guess, and to continue on with them, is because there's something about even just the voice, even the way that they, there's so many different spectrums of what it could be, but it just, like, instantly, like, instantly super wet, doesn't, they don't even have to touch me in most cases, and I'm just like, are you serious? Like, and I notice it, like, if I'm not necessarily as attracted to someone that I've, like, just met or whatever or sometimes it'll really surprise me but yeah genuinely I never ever have to use lube it's not something that I even consider need like I just it's it's just a superpower for me it always has been in every partner I'm ever with always echoes the same thing and they're just like I fucking love this this is amazing like and it'll always be like when we're out as well or whatever and they're not even doing anything that could be you know like even brought into a sexual nature whatsoever and I'm just like just have a cheeky feel. <laughs> like you're just like, oh my god, this is amazing. We're going home now. But it's 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 just a superpower of mine. So that's to answer that one. <laughs> um, and it's always really random things too. Like it's not like I said, you know, sexy conversational lead up or anything. It could be something so mundane, but it's just like I don't know this insane attraction. And I can always tell how attracted I am to a person by the level of wetness. So. It sounds like there's an analogy here to the teenage boy that's like getting erections for the first time. It's just like nothing's happening, but like I'm, I'm, I've got like you know, I've got a semi. You can see it through the pants. It's like <laughs> just, just have a, 
not gonna lie i have um on more than one occasion like been like hey just just have a cheeky feel of me because this is what you're doing to me so yeah, like you, you're pulling off moves that i'm doing um <laughs> just the lady version yeah and <laughs> just just and brush, I think brush it, your hand past and have a, have a little just like just the tip just like slightly but i think that's it's again because i love yeah, like I love, you know, outdoors play and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of my jam. But, you know, this is all appropriate. It's well, not going to happen in times where. On, on the outdoor play, right? Like, yeah. you, you'd be great for this. Like, this is an extra great play because it's like, you don't want to have to pre bring lube for the outdoor play. That's like you're packing a backpack now. You know, like, right? you're just, you you're want planning it to be like, and then you've got expectations. No. This is exactly, outdoor just... play should always be spontaneous. Always. <laughs> well, and don't get me wrong, you can, like, build up to that spontaneity. Like, you know, so many times I've been, we've been like, oh, we're going to go to this nude beach and we're excited or whatever. Oh, we're going to do it here. Like, so you've got the anticipation and that kind of sexy excitement, but the spontaneous ones are always the best. Always. I think. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the second question that you had. So I was married for about, I think it was a year and a bit, but I was together with the person for seven years. So that was a big chunk of my of my life and I I don't know see for me I think it's funny I don't have any ex-partners lovers anyone that I'm not still friends with or on speaking terms like for me and I know this is absolutely different for everybody in different Mm. situations with how you break up and I completely hold space for that in my experience I think we've always got to a point where you know you genuinely loved each other for or you love each other and that doesn't stop it's just that you want different things in your life or you're going down different paths and so I'm kind of we're not friends, I would say, but yeah, on really good terms with all of my ex-partners and lovers. But mm. yeah, so we were together and I think <laughs> even when we met, I said to him, his name's Luke. Hi, Luke, if you're listening to this. <laughs> I remember at the start, I was like, I am always going to be, I call it like, I am always going to be a whore. It's just that I'm now your horse. <laughs> like, like, like your personal whore, right? So for me, like I was always, I had, this is the life now that I'm living that I lived for many years before we were together. So that whole... I always have the five to seven different casuals, you know, and the ones that I, 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 they're just the best. They're so good. And so it's like having amazing sex with everyone around them, but not having, cause I wasn't ready for that kind of a commitment. I was traveling a lot, living mm. the life I was living. So it suited me like now um, at the moment, but that is evolving for me as well. Um, and it's Ooh. more so quantity over qual, like, qu- sorry, quality over quantity <laughs> it's as more well. Quantity sorry, over quality. Was, was that seven, but, yeah. but I'm going for 300. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. And it's no more for me. It's like really just the one or two now. And I think I'm open to a lot of, uh, different exploration in that aspect. But when I am with a person, as in like when I was with Luke, I was 1 million percent with Luke. Like, I mm. don't, um, it was a very traditional relationship in that sense. I've been in poly relationships before as a part of my casuals and things like that. So it's very, you know, different explorations, different things. And I think right now I'm going through another phase that we divorced, I think it was six years ago now. So I've been, you know, on this exploration path. I know I'm a lot younger than I look. <laughs> I mean, a lot older than I look. I'm actually 30, uh, 38. So it's been, you know, a, quite an exploratory time and I've been through like the casual part and the poly part and then had that big relationship and I actually, I always call it like my trying to do the normal thing where I was like, 
living in Australia at home, I said I would never date an Australian man again. <laughs> and then I married one. But yeah, we're really good friends now. We're on really great terms. And honestly, we just went our separate ways because we had different goals in life and it was becoming evident that we couldn't share those with each other or like we would have to basically choose our happy and we chose our happy and that felt really good for both of the time. Thing on divorce, I think is really hilarious to say, ask any divorce person and they will all say the same thing to you. Divorce is about everybody else, not about you. So it's everybody else's reactions and it's such a big deal. If you two are getting divorced, you're getting divorced because it's the right thing and you're both comfortable with that. You know what I mean? Like you've made the decision. You don't make that kind of decision lightly. So I find and both of us said this and most people that I know that I talk to about this say the same, like you're already in a position where you're like, no, we've made this decision. This is good. Like it's never going to be amazing. Don't get me wrong, but you're already in that place. Whereas it's the reactions of other people, the mirroring to their own relationships and a bunch of other things mm. that you have to deal with crazy and like i remember coming back together like so many times going oh my god whether it's work people family whatever it's all these expectations right Mm. but truly i believe that everybody has a relationship in your life has like a reason a season or a lifetime so he was a big season for my life and i love him very much and i will always be grateful for that time you know what i mean and i think we ended it at exactly the right time yeah Um, there's there's a level of like what defines a successful relationship, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you have a awesome one night stand experience and never see the person again, that's a successful relationship. Yes. If you have a you know seven year relationship, one year of it being married, and then you realize that you you know need to move on, that can still be successful. Like, there's this idea that you you have to stick it out to be successful. Yeah. But it's like, imagine like if if the first job the first serious job you got, like I'm still at fast food now. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, like it's, it doesn't make sense. Like, you know, it, not to say that like you shouldn't try and work through your problems and like, you know, all of that sort of stuff, but like it doesn't, success doesn't mean that you just make one choice and just grit that out and just live in unhappiness with someone. Success can look differently. Yeah. And it looks different for everyone. And I think the, the, the enlightenment, if you will, or the best part of this is knowing and being true and authentic again with yourself and going, okay, you know, what happens when you're sticking with a person and we've all got those friends who are in relationships, whether you, you know, whether unhappy in that relationship but they stay for the kids what model are you giving the kids you're giving the kids Mm. stay somewhere that you're unhappy and i'm not saying again don't do the work and everybody goes through problems this is not like i'm not advocating for just being like all right well it's hard i'm leaving not at all these are coming to these conclusions after a very long time of going through different things with each other we went through counseling we did a bunch of things you know what i mean Mm. so we tried everything to make it last the past the seven years but and that's not to say that i still don't think that I will find somebody incredible that I may spend the rest of my life with. I'm open to all of those without expectations, right? Whether or not but you find someone when- else is, is is irrelevant to the to the exactly. need to stay with and, your partner. Like yeah, and- you might you might not, you might, but it's like doesn't exactly. mean that you might and be happier alone. That- you might be happier playing. You might In be that- happier doing whatever. Right, and you've got to be honest with yourself mm. about what you love. At this stage in my life, that's what I love. But also, like, what happens when you have the 2.5 kids and the white picket fans and the house and all these things? That doesn't mean, you mean that you reach nirvana. You know what I mean? Like, it's a we always have to work on these things no matter how it looks from the outside, right? Spoken to my wife about this, right? Society has the narrative, and it's particularly for women, it seems, but yeah. for people as well, it's like 
it leads to marriage full stop. As in like, you know, you find the partner, you do this, you do that, you have the kids, you you're married and then there's nothing there's no guidance on how to make the marriage work really there's no guidance on how to you know keep things interesting on how to like you know do things when you've got a growing family like you know getting the house like like it's sort of like oh you're married done like that you've you've accomplished life Mm -hmm. i think it's hard because and it's not just women like it's men as well but particularly women and i noticed this when i was married as well as like you know, when you're first dating someone, it's like, oh, my God, when are you going to get engaged? When are you going to get a house? When are you going to get married? Mm. When are you going to have kids? When are you going to have another kid? Like, when does it stop? Like, what is it? <laughs> you know, and again, there's no handbook to raising kids. And I'm traveling right now, and I've met the most incredible conscious couples who are traveling, digital nomads, raising the coolest fucking kids I've ever met in the most unorthodox of environments like but they're just you know so again just be honest and authentic with yourself with what that looks like you know what i mean it may change for you it may evolve and that's okay too i love i love that approach i think there's this um yeah but but for everything as well like if we tie it back to back to sex and sexuality what you're into now may be and most likely will be different to what you've been in in the past or it might be a different version of the same sort of expression right and that's and that's fine it's like be open to who you are now not the not not the not the remnants of the past and not the idealized version of your future that you thought you were going to be in the past or the expectations of others oh all of that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. i i I like i like this approach and um I, I do want to um, before before we sort of call, call an end to our, our discussion. I think we'll probably, if you're keen for it, we can we can um, chat again because there's a bunch of these other little things that you've mentioned that I did, you know, that we haven't <laughs> completely touched at all. Um, we can have a part two. Have a part two. Um, can happen. Maybe we'll see how we go. We'll, we'll we'll see how how this one lands. See how you're feeling. You know, if, we, if we come. Yeah. Back. <laughs> um, no, I do want to give you a chance to. Um, touch back upon any of the topics, you know, tie up any loops because we've talked about a variety of different things. Obviously, you know, tying it all back together. Are there any stories we didn't finish? Any um, topics you want to you want to cover? Like just jump jump in in any space. And if not, like anything you want to sort of end it with is, is great. Um, no, I think we organically went through that really beautifully and I have no loose ends t- to tie up. I think it went and flowed really well. The one thing I will say is like, I believe that this is my motto to life and I truly believe this with all of my heart and it's something I said a long time ago and it's just stuck with me. But if you genuinely take that leap of faith, you take that leap of faith and I'm talking in relationships, in your life, in every aspect this translates, right? But if you genuinely take that leap of faith and you jump in the the scary parts because the the thing in life that we want so much often and pretty much always exists on the other side of fear, right? So just take that leap of faith, just fucking do it. The universe won't only catch you when you fall, it'll teach you how to fly. And I mean that with all my heart. I, lo- I love that. And I'm just going to go out on a limit and just just embrace the um, embrace the fear. And I just want to just, just um, it's tangential, but it's related, right? Because you, you're, you're one for leaning into these opportunities. I'm going to tie it back to the outdoor sex. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just say a few places. I just want you to say yes or no if you've done it there, okay? Like leaning into this, all right? All right. Um, on a boat. Yes. <laughs> At the end of a pier. No. Ooh, okay. And look, like, like, I like to give my guests homework, so just any no's you can feel free to rectify before you come on again, all right? Just let's just. Okay. <laughs> um, I will, um, thank you. A uh, like a sports oval, the middle of a sports oval. Oh. I would say sexually experienced, but not full 
adventure on the sports oval. That's a yes. That's a yes. That's a yes. It's a, you know, you didn't come with, we've talked about this. That's a yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we can leave that one. Yeah. Um, Train. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Plane. Actually, no, no. Because, I mean, a little bit of like sexy play, a little bit of sexy play, like while in the seat, in the middle of the night kind of stuff. But I fucking hate this, this whole example, because when you say outdoor sex, that's one of the biggest ones. No motherfucker wants to join the Mile High Club. Have you seen those toilets? You can't even like move in them yourself, let alone trying to, and it's just, it would be so uncomfortable and just no, but Sexy play while in the seat late at night for sure. Yes, just a little bit of hand stuff. I've done. I've done the little bit of hand stuff. I've not. I've not achieved penetration of any yeah. orifice within a plane. It's just. Yeah. It's awkward. It doesn't it work. A <laughs> little bit of handsy stuff. It's not okay. Um. Ooh, what can we do? Um. Okay. Cityscape, like in the middle of like like a like a population center in the city. Well, I mean, does the bus count? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Out, okay. So. 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 Like. 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 Out, outdoors, like you're walking down and there's like, you know, buildings about you and you're on the street side. You're not in a bus. You've hopped out of the, yeah. the opaque bus. Uh, yes. <laughs> you've got the smell of um, you have. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, because, um, but it, I wouldn't say it was like, yeah, it's like cityscape, not like in the middle of a city, but like where we've, we're actually on a road trip and we were driving through a city and we just got out the side of it and then we pulled over the car and there was this neat little like, garden kind of area that was shrubbery enough to cover yes the answer is yes oh. top of a building no like, like did it have like some apart- oh, okay, making, so you- put all these on my list these are really creative ones okay, okay, okay like we're g- i'm giving you a list because i just want the stories for the it's all in my vested interest right it's like <laughs> it's like it's like if you do this you'll be like oh my god so i um <laughs> i did it at the top of a building and then we kept the scent of that sex on us whilst we walked to the end of the pier and did it again <laughs> See? And no crumb sausages involved. That's the best <laughs> crumb sausage. <laughs> On that note, I think I might call it the crumbed. Maybe that could be the episode. Um, avoid the crumb sausage. I'll, I'll come up with a better name. Okay. The working title is. I'll save it in my notes while I'm editing it. Avoid the crumbed sausage. Yeah, I Maybe think this is going to be that. a hot episode. I think people are going to love that shit. <laughs> Really, and then we've got we've got the journey of all the stuff that we talked about. Like it's not just crumb sausages. I don't just want to be known as the crumb sausage lady, but you know, look, I'm down for whatever. You choose your own. Okay, this is this is the title: Adventures of the Crumbed Sausage Lady. I think, I think that's what I'm going. I think that's what I'm going to call it, and people okay. have no fucking idea what I'm talking about until they hear this bit of the podcast right at the end. Amazing. All right, are you are you cool with that? Adventures I'm of the cool. Crumbed Sausage Lady. Love it. I'm down for whatever. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for jumping on board. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, as seems to be the tradition, you've got some homework of the top of the apartment building and the end of the pier to play with. Um, it's it's becoming a thing where I'm giving my guests homework. It's just <laughs> we, we're doing it, okay? Some people are taking notes. It's it's getting like real like I was a teacher in a past life. This I've got like the professor beard happening. We're, we're playing with a lot of kicks here, okay? <laughs> so you've got some homework. I'm meeting um, with can... Lover in about five days, so I'll happily get on that for you. Hey, hey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the the um the lady from the first podcast um I gave her the 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 idea of playing with a harmonica as a as a ball gag uh-huh. she's done it we've uh, recorded the <laughs> um the podcast about that amazing um, another pod another podcast I've got up she had this idea of like doing stuff for science um so she's she started to do it so it's like there's there's becoming this um this little bit of a, a little thing. bit of a thing we're having here <laughs> you could have- 
sexy little theme going on. I like it. Sexy, <laughs> sexy, um, sexy assignments. I don't know. We'll work. Yeah. Together. Anyway, thank you so much. Esther says you are so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me. My pleasure. Just want to give a super special thank you for Geeky for jumping onto the podcast, as well as, of course, for doing the introduction. It really helps set the scene for each episode, and our discussion definitely lived up to the hype. I'm still chuckling over the concept of the opaque bus seats, but the thing that's really going to stick with me is her attitude. I love the unapologetic approach to love, life, sex, romance, and just knowing who and what you are and what you want from life, and then taking it. Like she said, she's been down many different paths, from the traditional to the more modern, unique, and individual styles of relationship and relationships. And I really appreciate that. Because whilst you may not want to live her life or my life, hearing about each other's different approaches to life and finding happiness and success will hopefully inspire you to make the changes you need to live to your true, fullest, unique potential. And I guess that's the entire point of this podcast, is to show you how real people are living their real lives. So thank you so much once again. And speaking of, if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast or a sponsor, shoot me an email or hit me up on social media and we'll make it happen. And if you want to support the Kinky Conversations podcast, you can do so in a couple of ways. The absolute best way is to just give it a rate and review. Share it on social media. Tell someone about it. Let's make this thing pop, hey? But if you want to support more directly and get something back, you could grab a copy of my book, Kink, Volume 1. It's a collection of BDSM and kinky-inspired fiction and poetry. And you could also consider supporting it on Patreon. Support us on the $5 per month tier will get early access to all of the episodes. I'm currently releasing one every two weeks, but the patron supporters get access to it instantly. They also get access to the sultry sound bites. These are two to 10 minute short talks on sex, sensuality, fun, play, and whatever sort of on my mind in that space. They also get exclusive access to the Kinky Community Discord channel. This is where you can discuss each episode connect with other listeners and with me. I'm in there every day. If you want all of these benefits and more, as well as want to support what I'm doing here, jump on board the Patreon because it makes a massive difference. And finally, you can also check out my other podcasts, the Reality Check Podcast and the Abundance Mentality Podcast. And now I'm going to leave you with the chapter from the book Kink, Volume 1. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in the next episode. Stimuldos. With a coy smile, she bit her bottom lip. I'm nervous. It's my first time, you know. Blushing a little, she went on. Well, my first time since... changing. Smiling, he pulled her in close, causing her hands to fall upon his bare chest. He felt strong and defined. She pulled away slightly, and with one finger traced the lines of his tattoos down towards his abdomen, rising and falling with the contours of his muscles. His smell was as intoxicating as it was subtle. She knew he didn't really smell like that, or for that matter, possess that body. She knew that at some level, 
it was all just a beautiful illusion, conjured by the connection formed between their combined software. Something to do with neurotransmitters, projection overlays, and schema reconstruction. But those details that seemed so important prior to the transition, the ones that she agonized over, were now completely mute. The integration specialist had told her as much. Once you integrate, you'll see just how irrelevant those questions are. You don't yet know what you are capable of experiencing. Regardless, it went both ways. Her body was now more youthful, or at least it appeared to be. She wasn't quite sure anymore. It was smaller in some places, and larger in others. She wasn't perfect, but that was how it was supposed to be. True beauty lies in perfect imperfection, the integration specialist had explained. No matter what we try, we can't escape the uncanny valley phenomena. Originally, integrates were rejecting their ocular implants and damaging the neuronal connections. The illusion was broken. That was until we programmed imperfection into the software. She nodded, although she didn't quite follow. This is what you look like now said the integration specialist, pulling up a projection of her natural image. It stood nude in front of her, rotating slowly. Catching its eyes with her own, she noticed that they seemed to be coloured somewhere between a dull grey and a light blue. She was slightly overweight, not too much, but more than she would like. Her hair was flat and dull, but neatly styled. Her once youthful and firm breasts were starting to droop, and she noticed the beginnings of cellulite forming on her bottom and the back of her legs. Okay, enough. She looked away, blushing. He fiddled with some controls, causing a new image to appear. She gasped. It was her, but not really her. The image projected was like something out of a dream. This is you, with no flaws. This is perfection. It's so... I'm... Stunning, she gasped. That's amazing. Oh my god, look at my body. I'm flawless. Look a little closer. She did. Settling her gaze on the projection's face, she started to feel uneasy. The eyes, a deep blue, glared with an otherworldly intensity. His cheekbones were high and pronounced, giving his face an impression of forcefulness. Something's wrong. I... I'm not quite sure what, but something's just off somehow. She frowned, asking in a soft voice, but it's, I mean, I'm perfect. I can clearly see that. So what's wrong? The problem is that no real human is ever perfect. At our core, we expect a certain level of imperfection. In fact, evolution demanded it. Imperfections in a potential mate suggests that their possible offspring will acquire genetic diversity, thus optimizing it for survival. The specialist fiddled with the display and continued. Eventually, we will develop the technology to remove that flaw in our evolution, but we're not quite there yet. Although once we have it, we expect the upgrade will roll out globally. He paused, and with a knowing smile, he asked her, Are you ready to see what you could look like once you integrate? Remember." This is just one possible avatar that could suit your biostructure, and you can switch between them at any time. Just think and accept. 
she immediately breathed an accepting sigh. The body of the new projected image was practically unchanged, yet its face now felt warmer, more welcoming. Its eyes were blue, speckled with gold, like sand against an ocean break. This was contrasted against the larger, heavier-set eyebrows and the slight upturn of its nose at its peak. The makeup overlay complemented the look. Her lips were a couple of shades redder than normal, and were also slightly poutier. When the projection smiled, she noticed that its teeth, while straight and white, were not completely uniform. I love it, she whispered. When can I begin the transformation? Despite being integrated for some time now, she was still nervous about taking this next step with her man. Can't we just do it naturally again? I'm not sure if I'm ready for this. He kissed her softly and placed a tablet in her hand. A stimul dose. Planning ahead, he'd preloaded it, selecting sensuality for him and her. He kissed her softly. We popped them together, okay? Her eyes popped open the instant the pill hit her tongue. Her pupils rapidly dilated. It tasted sweet. It tasted wet. It tasted like him. This wasn't her first single dose, so she somewhat knew what to expect. But it was her first sensuality dose, and as such, its drop took her somewhat by surprise. It dissolved quickly and acted fast. Her nervousness was instantly abated, and moments later, she was calm. Progressing rapidly through joy and into happiness, she started giggling. What's wrong? Nothing. I... I just didn't think it would impact me so quick. I want... to... I want... Then she was gone, her body collapsing onto the bed. Her consciousness adrift with a flow of lights, colours, tastes, textures and sounds. Pleasure pulsated through her whole being, moving through her. She couldn't quite place where it originated from or where it ended. She felt expanded. No longer a single body, but connected to something larger. She'd never felt so completely whole before. She was both inside of herself and looking at herself. The image that the dose projected, that is. She saw multiple versions of him kissing multiple versions of her. Thousands of hands stroking thousands of legs. All in unison, yet acting independently. Some were kissing, others biting. Some were moving slowly, others with animalistic passion. By focusing on a particular pairing, she was able to enter that little universe. She entered them all. She felt them all, and then felt them all again. Inside her mind, within the stimulus dose, her inhibitions were gone. Whatever part of her that held her back in waking life no longer had a vote. She drew attention onto his form now, just watching his many hands, his many tongues, and his many muscles. She wondered what it was like for him to be touching her, and what it was like for him to be inside of her. She did not have to wonder for long. The dose took her deeper. For a few moments, the transition left her feeling dazed and disconnected. But those feelings quickly passed. She felt like she was inside of his mind, looking through his eyes, touching her body through his hands. She flexed his muscles, 
drawing out his body as if it was her own. In that moment, it was her own. She felt himself inside of her. Through his eyes, she looked at her naked form. Rather than feeling a disconnect, she instead felt lust. His lust for her. Primal. She took herself, however his body wanted to take her. Thousands of hands caressed thousands of her breasts. She bit, stroked, and pulled at herself. She tasted herself with his tongue, all of his tongues. It felt as if reality itself was reaching a climax. Then, the feeling of disconnect returned, but once again, it was only temporary. She was now both of them, the act of love itself, the kisser and the kissed, the giver and the receiver. She was no longer a she, she became a we. Virgin pleasure, pure ecstasy, unadulterated sensory experience. Then, as quickly as it started, it was over. Waking simultaneously, she looked over to her man, and he looked over to her. They shared a slow, soft kiss. He now appeared to be significantly taller than he was earlier. His body was just as chiselled, but now was unblemished by the work of the tattooist's gun. His hair and complexion had also undergone some significant changes, now appearing darker than before. That, that was out of this world, she said, catching her breath. You look great, by the way. Smiling widely, he held up two more pills. The best part is, it only gets better each time you dose. You accept it more thoroughly. Less feelings of disconnect. Complete immersion. You sound like one of those salespeople. He chuckled with mock sarcasm. Still, they're not wrong, are they? Winking once more, he held his open hand up to her. She grabbed the pill and swallowed.
You've been listening to the Kinky Conversations podcast.